Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hi, Jake. I think, as you know, I managed Preston from uh, 2000 to 2002. And now I'm uh, in Aberdeen where I'm the ambassador of the football club. Following Preston, I went to several places, but uh, I went to, first of all, Fulham, then uh, from there to Derby with Billy, Billy Davis, and I went from there to manage Motherwell and then to manage Aberdeen. And uh, I retired recently. I was the oldest manager, Alec Ferguson told me, or Sir Alec told me I was the oldest manager in Britain. Uh, at the moment, uh, I was a director at Aberdeen until there was a new regime came in and the new uh, chairman, Dave Cormack, asked me to stay on, but stay on as the club ambassador, which is a very good job I have at Aberdeen. And uh, it's a super football club. So, obviously, you were a Scotland manager, and then you left Scotland. How did the move to North End come about? Well, I, I, I resigned as a Scotland manager because uh, I had been at uh, five major tournaments with Scotland on the staff in, in mm-hmm. a 12-year period now, and that's over 20 years ago, and we haven't been to one major tournament since. Now, I was very fortunate. I was there when there was a good group of players, and yeah. uh, so I took me to Mexico. So I was at three World Cups and two European Championships. And uh, when I failed to qualify, you know, I had four attempts to qualify and out the group in three of them. And and the fourth one, when I failed to qualify, I was a bit ashamed. And, uh, you know, I was really very upset. And I thought, you know, they'll not want me any longer. I've been eight years in the job. So I resigned. And I'm, I'm the longest serving manager there with Scotland. My colleague at the time was Archie Knox, and Archie says, you're daft. You know, I said, I think they'll sack me, Archie, but I think I should go anyway because the press are fed up with me. Uh, the fans want a new face. And then they appointed Bertie Volts, who was, I yeah. thought, an inspired appointment. He'd won the World Cup as a player and he'd won the European Championship with Germany as a, a manager. So I finished with the Scotland job, and I thought that was me finished with football. I was speaking at an event in uh, Glasgow, Short, shortly afterwards and I didn't know at the time but Tony Scholes whom I didn't know was there in attendance and after yeah. the event spoke to me and he said are you completely finished with football I said well I think so at my age I should be finished Tony and he said well now we might be interested in uh, you coming to Preston and he said I'll need to have a word with uh, the chairman and the directors but uh, I said well I'll leave the option open so a day or two later and I went down and I met with uh, Derek Shaw and with uh, the man who invited me of course and I think yeah. I think he's a super guy and uh, I met both the chief executive and chief executive and had a wee chat and I agreed to come to Preston. So that's that so it all happened then? I don't, so I, don't, I didn't apply for the job you know, I, I don't think you get a jobs in football by applying. I never ever sent a CV. Uh, I think obviously they knew. I think Tony knew uh, or he had researched me. 
and already uh, had an idea. Yeah, I had an idea, but uh, you know, I was privileged to be asked because I still believe, and I, I'm not just saying it because I'm speaking to Preston North End folk mainly, that it's a fantastic football club, Preston North End. And I worked, as I told you, at Fulham and I worked at Derby. And, uh, you know, I played for three in Scotland and I've managed three in Scotland, but Preston is up there with the best. And yeah, there's yeah. no doubt about that. And, you know, I, I thought that, you know, from the the history of the club mm-hmm. and from the former Scottish managers that they had. Uh, so I was, I was honoured to be asked to go to Preston and uh, it was a delight to be there. And I've got to say to you, uh, in all fairness, I thoroughly enjoyed my time at Preston. Did you, did you find it a bit daunting then uh, following David Moyes and what he'd managed to achieve and obviously it being your first club job following leaving Scotland or, no, or were you just I, I, focused on <laughs> no well like, honestly it, I, I, well, I'm not trying to be immodest but I'd been in a World Cup final with the Scotland Youth I'd been yeah. in a European final with the Scotland under 21s yeah I'd been the the World Cup and the European Championship with the national team so yeah I did Find, I, I didn't find Preston uh, daunting. I'd been a club manager, you know, for uh, a decade uh, in Scotland, low, at the lower level, level below. Uh, the league's changed, of course, when I was at Clyde as a manager. So, but David has a super guy and a wonderful record at Preston North End and and beyond. So I was honoured to be asked to uh, to follow David, but I certainly wasn't overawed in any way. I was uh, very happy and uh, I thought yeah. looking at the team they had, uh, it was a good squad. Uh, yeah, well, you just sent me that picture, haven't you, of uh, of the squad and there was some, some quality in there. <laughs> I sent you it because I've got it up on the wall here in this room and uh, it's a very good squad and you say to me why did we not uh, win promotion then? <laughs> and then you maybe have to blame the manager for that but you know, I think, you know, the squad was excellent. And, uh, you know, the, the problem at the time when I got the job at Preston, there were quite a number of clubs who were in, who were relegated mm-hmm. and they had parachute payments and they were much wealthier than Preston. Yeah. And to be fair, I think for Preston to get out of that uh, championship would be a remarkable achievement. We were nearly there with Billy after I was there and with David. But to get out of the championship with so many of the bigger clubs with parachute payments would be quite an unbelievable achievement. Uh, now, even with the parachute payments that they had, we managed to compete with them. But yeah. we weren't good enough to get there. And Billy, had, I obviously got to, when I was at Derby with Billy, we got to the playoff final and, and managed to win the playoff. Yeah. But, Dar- but Derby were, <laughs> how can I put it, they in terms of expenditure and, and payment of players and things, they were a bigger club than Preston. So Preston overachieved when, if, if they were to get to the Premier League, I think, and I would love that to happen, and I would love to have been there and, and managed to do it. And so would Billy, he was so near Billy, but I'm afraid that uh, you know, you're out uh, and you've been nearly there. And, and you know, the club's so, I think I just call it a real genuine football club. It's a wholesome environment. It's a terrific uh, stadium I like for uh, all of the games at, at Deepdale. And then, of course, good training ground. Everything's uh, tailor-made for success at Preston. It'll come. Yeah, fingers crossed. How did you find 
obviously just mentioned that you'd been a club manager at a lower level in Scotland. How did you find the, the transition from international management to club management? Yeah, I found it very smooth. I didn't find any difficulty at all. Uh, I was used I was used to day-to-day involvement with players when I was a club manager. And I was a club assistant manager in the Premier League at Motherwell. We had a very good team then way back in the, in the mid-70s. And, uh, so I, I worked at Motherwell in the Premier League in Scotland. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I managed Clyde and promoted them from the, the bottom league to the middle league. And... They did well and we were a part-time team because I was teaching at the time. So, you know, but there was no problem uh, dealing with full-time players because, you know, it's similar to going away to a tournament. And I was at, yeah. as I said, I was at five tournaments with the national team and I was also at tournaments with the under-21 and the under-20 team. You know, we were in the World Cup in Chile with the Scotland under-20 team and got to the quarter-final. So I'm, I was used to dealing with players and I feel my relationship with players was invariably very good. Yeah. So obviously coming into North End, you brought Billy in with you as well. How is Billy someone that you'd always known or was he someone that you'd sort of earmarked to come in and be your assistant or how did all that come about? No, well, I'd always known Billy and, and Billy was an enthusiast and he was a very good player, Billy. And I think, yeah. well, don't remember that. He played at a good level. In Scotland, and he was a top uh, footballer, uh, a midfield player, Billy. And uh, you know, he was <laughs> so enthusiastic and very, very capable too. Now he was out of work, which amazed me uh, when I got the job. And Kellam Hanlon was uh, there, a nice big lad. Kellam and I worked for a while together, and then there was an op- there was a, a vacancy for another member of staff. So I asked uh, if the board, if they would authorise Billy coming, and uh, they were happy to do that. So, yeah. you know, Billy is outstanding, as the players will tell you, on the training ground, and his knowledge of the game is exceptional. So Billy was a very, very good appointment, and we got to say we got on exceptionally well together. Um, I've spoken to, I've had Chris Sedgwick on the podcast, I've had Dave Lucas on the podcast, Andy Lonergan, um and a few others that played under Billy as well. I can't remember off the top of my head, but they've all said the same thing, that he was very passionate. Right, focus, yeah. Yeah. And they, they all said that you were never really allowed an off day with him. <laughs> no, that's right. He was very knowledgeable and enthusiastic and committed. You know, you couldn't in any way fault Billy. You know, I, mm. I think, you know, there have been big jobs available. And uh, even although it didn't work out totally at Nottingham Forest, I still think Billy's an outstanding manager. And, I mean, to get Derby, as he did, into the... Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, was, I was lucky. I was down there working with him at uh, Derby and uh, to win the playoff match against uh, West Ham and to get into the Premier League was a major achievement. Yeah. So, well, Billy is uh, an outstanding uh, manager. He doesn't suffer fools gladly, as everyone knows. Yeah. <laughs> He's quite volatile, but he was always in my context, he was always very, very respectful, and uh, he always, you know, he gave me my place, he never tried to overstep, Yeah. yeah. but he was exceptionally knowledgeable, and he could see things in the game that were quite revealing, you know, so I have the highest regard for him. I think you've, you've got a, a bit of a thing with North End fans, that you always had an eye for a player. Um, is that something that you regard yourself as having, or no? I don't. I don't think especially. But uh, you know, my job with the 
national team was to have an eye for a player, you know, because I had to, I spent my time looking at players and trying to assess them whether they were capable of playing international level or under twenty one mm-hmm. or whatever. So, but I've got to say, in fairness, that we had a, a wonderful uh, chief scout at uh, North End, Clive Middlemas, mm-hmm. and Clive was and is an outstanding chap and a very, very good eye. Now, Davy Moyes brought Clive, and I think Clive was responsible for one or two players that, well, not one or two, most of the players that I inherited there. Now, I was quite lucky, one or two that I signed in particular. I think everyone kind of acknowledges that uh, Ricardo Fuller was uh, (laughs) a good signing. Now, I'd seen him playing on loan in Scotland for Hearts. Yeah. And he's the only player, actually, I play for. Oh, really? Yeah, the only one. Uh, we got other players like Brian O'Neill, who was a, a good signing. And, and yeah. We didn't pay for Brian because he was available, it was free. But uh, we paid the, the total amount, including the loan fee and everything, or the, the fee to uh, Tivoli Gardens, was his club in Jamaica. Yeah, yeah. Uh, paid 400000 which I think <laughs> he was a bargain at that. Yeah, I'd, then, say, I'd say so. Well, one of the reasons for me leaving was the fact that he was sold and sold to Portsmouth to Harry Redknapp for 1.2. And, you know, that that rankles with me, but uh, that's another story. <laughs> so uh, they compliment me. If they say I have an eye for a player, I'm looking at the photo, you know, that, that football, very good team. I've got to acknowledge that most of these guys were signed by uh, by Clive Middlemas. Or yeah. We inherited them. We came, Davy Moyes had a very, very good team mm-hmm. that we left you know we had you know McKenna and Rankin in midfield they, these guys could play we had fullbacks Alexander I inherited and Rob Edwards yeah and the two two centre backs you know were very very good Chris Lachetti particularly outstanding there yeah. so I mean when you look and then Creswell fantastic up front with the with the um, the wee Irish striker that we had. Oh, Davey. David Haley. Really, Davey and Davey, outstanding. So, I mean, I can't take credit for these guys because we inherited them. But yeah. Uh, as well, fantastic. And I actually spoke to Rain at the time when I left uh, Preston. I said, there's a striker. He would be a, wow, he's a Rangers type of player where the fans love an enthusiastic, committed, strong, powerful guy like uh, uh, it was uh, Richard Creswell. I thought, that, well, you can imagine that combination, and then you add to that Fuller. Yeah, that's uh, an impressive strike force. But of course, uh, uh, Fuller had to be sold, which was a disappointment. And uh, I was told he was going. Well, I wasn't consulted. I was just told. <laughs> he was yeah, yeah, that was it. Was it. Good it was good money, and uh, you know, we had a game that night as well at home to Sheffield United. Yeah. And, I remember that, and we prepared the team with a minute, and then I was told uh, that uh, we can't risk him, we might get an injury, and the, uh, the 1.2 million deal would be off. Now, that was a reasonable fee at that time, but it's, it's peanuts now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Then it was a it was a reasonable amount for uh, Fuller, and it was three times what we paid for him. So, yeah. he, he was, uh, I would say, the talisman at the time of the team. Do you, do you feel like the club went behind your back a little bit with that then? Or? Well, I, I certainly wasn't consulted. I was just told. Yeah. You know, I, th- I think the manager should be consulted. And given time, I'm sure we would have been 
get a replacement. You know, mm-hmm. if you know you're getting 1.2 million, uh, you might have been said, they might have said to you, right, well, we'll give you half of it or we'll give you even 400,000 to. Yeah. No, They've the doubled key. the money and you get uh, a bit as well. Yeah, that, but we didn't, we weren't advised. And I remember the game that night, we, we managed missed a penalty, which is the only time I can ever recall. Yeah, he didn't, didn't miss many, did he? And, and, you know, the Jamaican flags were down at the town end there behind the goal, waiting on them. And I had to tell him a lie and, you know, or tell the, you know, he was not getting a game, I've changed my mind. We'd prepared him in the team. Yeah. And, but he wasn't too worried because he knew he was going to get a huge wage in the Premier League from yeah. Portsmouth. And Harry's a smashing guy, so he went to Harry Redknapp. And I'm friendly with Harry and I couldn't fault Harry. Harry did the right thing. He, yeah. He signed a very good player. Yeah, I suppose as a manager, that's what you've what you've got to do, isn't it? Sign yep. good players and win football matches. Try to, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, try to. Um, so, was there anyone that you tried to sign while you were at North End that never came off or didn't happen or fell through? Well, well yeah, well, I, I had the opportunity to, when I signed Fuller, uh, I phoned uh, Hibernian about three players. And, yeah. Uh, Scott Brown was one. He went to Celtic eventually. Yeah. Uh, we, the other one, I, I, the other one was Thompson. Uh, they had three players. They had Thompson midfield. They had uh, Brown and they had a boy up front, Ryerland. And I phoned uh, Hibs about them. But uh, when I was told that uh, the four hundred thousand I was talking about wouldn't look at it, that killed any prospect of. Uh, I tried to sign uh, Scott Brown, which would have been a wonderful signing. Because he's been the captain of Celtic for years, but yeah, well, yeah. I didn't find him. I I phoned and asked how much he was costing, and Bobby Williamson had been the manager there, and Bobby had advised me, and had told me that uh, you know these are good guys, and Brown is the one certainty. So yeah, that was the one. That was the one that got away, but I mean, it got away because uh, we didn't have the money to to uh, buy him. Yeah, 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 just one of them things. But I don't, I don't think there's anyone else. He, uh, Clive Middlemas was excellent, and Clive could. Uh, and I always feel a scout's job is not necessarily to find players. Yeah. A scout's job is to prevent you signing poor players. You know. Yeah. You know, when I went to North End, they had a team. They had a good team. Now there's no point in signing players unless they're better than you've got or going mm. to be. Better. And therefore, if if the chief scout doesn't give you a player for a year, that's okay, as long as he doesn't clutter the. The, the team with uh, unwanted players, ones yeah. that weren't good enough, and scouts, and that's why I never believed in a scout being on an incentive. You know, make so many appearances, you'll get extra money if it gets transferred. Because if you put the scout on an incentive like that, he'll give you five players hoping to get one. And uh, I would rather they just said no. I haven't found one, found one who's good enough, and give him a, a, a discretionary bonus, yeah. even for. No players, because you know when you look at clubs nowadays, particularly in your area and south of the border, they seem to be overburdened with staff. And you know, and clubs like Chelsea, even you know, big clubs like that, they, they've got about twenty players out on loan. You don't want, I, I think, anyway, as a manager, I I didn't want to to have a, a staff full of players. I would rather have a tight staff of quality rather yeah. than if your scout or your scouting department is on incentives for so many 
games played or for a head or a further transfer, they're liable to take chances with players that they wouldn't otherwise. Yeah. So anyway, that's another matter. No, <laughs> it's, it's, it's good content. Um, so in your time at North End, then, who would you say was your best signing? I have a feeling I might know who you're going to say. Who my best signing? Well, I think I think I said my, who my best signing was. I think it was Fuller. Yeah. Know, but the, I think we had one or two other good signings. I think Gould, Jonathan Gould, was a, a good goalkeeper for us, and yeah. uh, Brian Neal was a very good uh, signing as well. Uh, I'm trying to go through the other ones that I, that I did sign. I don't think. I'm not the kind of manager that uh, cost the club money because I yeah. didn't go to chairman saying I need this, I need that, I need the next thing. I tried to operate with the squad we had and with Billy at the helm on the training ground, mm-hmm. we tried to improve the players that we had. Yeah. And, uh, but you know, I, I, I was trying to run the club in a kind of economical manner and not yeah. making unrealistic demands. Uh, you might think of other players that I brought that uh, uh, were worth. Uh, Eddie Lewis was a very good signing as well. Uh, yeah, Eddie he was, was a, one of my favourites when I was uh, a young boy. I'm sure Eddie would be, and Eddie, you know, when I think of him down that left-hand side, and you know, he was uh, an American international, USA mm. international player. So I, I'm trying to think, and you maybe you'll probably have a better idea of the the players that. You felt were good signings, but you know I, you I didn't like bring uh, you didn't bring Richard Creswell in, did you? That was Moisey. No, no, he was there. Moisey was Moisey had Creswell. Yeah, and, and he was uh, outstanding. Uh, and uh, David Healy was there. I would love to think I'd signed these two, <laughs> but you know I think Fuller was just about in their category too. You know. Yeah, so, yeah, I'd say he was. Uh, I had a lot of people saying that. Ricardo Fuller was easily the one of the best players they've ever seen in a North End shirt. Yeah, uh, he was. He was probably my, my good fortune was that he was on loan from Tivoli Gardens in Jamaica to Hearts. Yeah, and uh, I saw him playing for Hearts, and I thought this guy is tremendous. And the pace that he had, and the the strength, you know, yeah. he was oh, totally committed and a lovely big guy, Ricardo. Uh, you know, very, very popular about yeah. the place. You couldn't, uh, even when they had a bad game, you couldn't be angry with him because he's a decent big fellow. But working um, with, 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 along with Creswell uh, and or Healy, fantastic uh, striking provision we had at uh, North End. Yeah. What's, what, what are your memories of, of the, um, the game at Deepdale when we beat Burnley 5-3 and obviously Ricardo scored the hat-trick? Yeah, I remember that one because, well, it, it's been replayed so often on, uh, on YouTube and on, on uh, and television. You see, you see it, you know, they're looking for a, an exciting game. And, of course, yeah. because it was uh, Burnley, uh, the local derby team, and Stan Tennant was the manager, and the Tan and I always had, a, you know, a, a friendly uh, rivalry. We'll put it that way. <laughs> maybe yeah. it wasn't always, it was always as friendly <laughs> as it should have been, maybe. But, uh, you know, and then, of course, when Graham, I went to see Burnley, you know, when Graham Alexander went there, and he was wonderful yeah. in midfield Burnley. But, uh, you know, it was a, that, that was a very good game. I think everyone recalls that uh, fixture. I thought that was uh, super. I remember, you know, another, we had a very good home game against Leicester when we beat them. But, you know, I think that stands out for me as my favourite game against Burnley. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think I think it's up there for many as well. Um, so in your in your time at North End, do you feel that, that the team was ever good enough at any point to reach the Premier League? Well, I'm, I'm going to admit, I think we underachieved. I think, to be honest, I think we should have done better. The reason for that, I don't know. I don't think tactically we were deficient. I think, you know, it sounds a wee bit of an, an apology. I think we're quite unfortunate in quite a number of occasions. You know, finishing the middle of the championship. And, you know, that wasn't... Uh, well, the team we came... When David left, the team was 11th in the in the championship. But they had been a good team the season before. But, yeah. you know, they, they were 11th. I remember that. And, you know, when I looked at the, the squad, uh, I thought, well... It's a good enough squad to be up there without many signings, any signings. And yeah. Now, when I say underachieve, I'm, I'm not being falsely modest or anything, but I'm, I'm being honest here. I think that uh, with that squad, uh, again, I don't know why, we would probably be in, certainly in the playoff mm-hmm. uh, and maybe even automatic uh, promotion because the players were good enough and maybe the manager wasn't, but uh, he was, uh, he was uh, honest and he tried. And, you know, and, you know I, when I came elsewhere, elsewhere, when I managed, we were okay, you know, and Scotland took Motherwell into Europe and, and did well, got to the playoff in the Europa Cup. That was yeah. after after leaving. And, uh, you know, had, you know, 15 unbeaten games at Aberdeen in the Premier League in Scotland. And, yeah. And I, time 13 unbeaten games at Aberdeen so you know I don't think I was uh, hopeless as the manager but I would love to have done a bit better at Preston and you know and I had the best possible uh, colleague I never called Billy assistant and I don't hate managers that call their number two their assistant I, yeah. I always refer the colleague and I had an outstanding colleague outstanding staff you know the, the backroom staff the Everyone was good. The, the physio, the the dog, the, the whole setup. Everything. Was, yeah. It was tailor made for the Premier League, and it's my big regret in football. And I've got very few regrets, but my big regret in football is that I did not do better with the North End and get them into the, the Premier League because it's a club that deserved it. And to to bring me out of, uh, I wouldn't say oblivion, but a retirement. You know, to Tony Scholes to bring me uh, with Derek Shaw to the club. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, I was honoured and, and I just, I'm a wee bit regretful that I didn't uh, do better. So, looking back then, is there anything that if you had your time again at North End that you would do differently or? I think I would. I think what I would do differently was I would spend money. Yeah. I, I would, if I wanted Scott Brown, who was playing for a Berlin, I would have pestered. But in my, my experience later on says, you know, that a lot of the successful managers are the managers that manage to get from the board the resources that they require. Now, I was yeah. maybe too, too uh, relaxed and, and thinking of the club's finances and saying, and of course, it impacts on your own personal record if you don't yeah. get the player that you might want. Now, I think I would have signed one or two other players. And, uh, you know, there were one or two in England that Clyde Middlemas said, there's a player, there's a player. And he has a great eye for a player. Mm-hmm. And uh, I knew some myself, obviously. I knew the Scottish boys myself. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, uh, therefore, I could get Brian O'Neill, whom I knew played in the national team, you know, 
mean, he was he was a fine exponent to uh, Brian and a lovely guy. So, you know, I think I don't regret any uh, uh, team selection or, or anything like that. Anything like that, or tactically, well, maybe once we were two up at Wolves, and I faulted myself because uh, we got a man sent off. In fact, uh, it was Brian O'Neill who was sent off. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> no, no, it might have been I, Brian O'Neill, or it might have been the two Dixon, the two who, yeah, who was sent off. One of them, I'm trying to remember, but uh, and we were down to ten men, and we were two up, and I should have. Change the change the shape a bit better. I went four four one, which is the traditional thing to do yeah. when you're ahead. And you know, driving back in the team coach, up to, I said we should have gone. We should have gone three three three. That that was the shape we should have gone. Yeah. Because they, their fullbacks were beginning to come down the side. Now, if, mm-hmm. if we'd put three up, two wide, and one through the middle, you know, if we played two wingers, it would have prevented their fullbacks charging down. But you know. That's just a one-off situation that you look back and you say, I think when we were two up at Wolverhampton, I got it wrong, we ended 2-2. Kenny Miller, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kenny scored the equaliser, if you remember that game. Now, that was two points that we should never have lost, uh, yeah. although they were away from home. And, and again, maybe because we went down to 10 men, and I think I maybe should have restructured it better. Yeah. Uh, I've tried... Uh, with 10 men since then going 3-3-3 and it's been very effective nobody does that but you know Billy and I discussed it in the bus and that's what we thought and we regretted not doing it at the time yeah just one of them things isn't it I suppose but, you know, another, another thing I maybe regretted doing was you know they had a they had a 4-4-2 system well established when I went to Preston and I thought yeah. I had used the 3-5-2 system which was the, the favoured one in Europe, all the German mm-hmm. teams, the national team of Germany. And I used it with the national team of Scotland successfully. And I changed the shape and I, I, I changed the 3-5-2. Now, the boys were so used to 4-4-2. Uh, yeah. I think maybe I was too quick in changing the formation. So you ask me, I'm being very honest here. Well, I would have left it, I would have left it at 4-4-2 initially. Mm-hmm. Uh and uh, when Billy got the job, I said to him, you know, when I left and Billy got the job, uh, I said to him, Billy, you liked it. I would get back to 442, which he did. And yeah. he was successful doing that. Now, with hindsight, I maybe should have left him with that. But the 352 is still a system of favour. And currently, right now at the top, Celtic are so many points ahead in Scotland, they're playing 352. And yeah. uh, the top teams at Bayern Munich, and uh, we had a guy, Paul Lambert, Played, you know Paul, he's a manager down in England, but Paul played yeah. for Dortmund and he was, they were 3 5 too. So, you know, you're asking me to be honest and what would I have done? I think I would have kept kept Moise's formation and yeah. most of his, well, I did keep most of his team. Um, but I don't think of any other major regrets. I think the training was good, I think the atmosphere in the place was good. I think that's, that's one thing that. Uh, having spoke to Graham Alexander, he it's one thing that he said from his time under Moise that the atmosphere at the club was always brilliant. Um, there was never any bad apples, so to speak. Yeah, I, th- I think that's true. I think well, I, there were no bad apples. I, you know, I had a wee argument with 
ranks with Mark Rankin. You yeah. Know? It was just when, when I put him in the reserve, and he said, I don't do reserve football. I says, well, there's your car. Just drive out of the car park and go home. You know, I, was, I, I love <laughs> He's a smashing guy and a great player. But I was, I was putting him in the second team for a reserve game. and But there were very few issues there. Uh, yeah. I, I'll tell you a lovely one. We had a wee guy, I'm trying to, a wee Irish fellow, Michael Keane. I'll give you a lovely one. Michael got injured and I said, get away back to Dublin, Mikey. Uh, and as long as you can get treatment over there. And he says, well, I've got another physio over there. I said, well, you... And I phoned the physio and said he'll treat Michael. So I said, you have a week off anyway. So he's away and he left his dog. He left his dog in the kennel. <laughs> and of course, two nights later, the phone's ringing and uh, this, this guy came on. He says, you get given Michael Keane time off? I said, yeah, he's away. And he said, well, his, his dog's barking the place down. We can't get to sleep. And... Uh, he said, the dog's starving, I think, you know. So I phoned Michael in Dublin. I says, Mikey, uh, or it was Kino, I think we called him. Kino, I said, Tell, did you leave your dog? He says, I left it. I said, well, do you, not, do you not think about it being hungry? He says, I left it enough food for the week. <laughs> and I think the dog ate it. <laughs> <laughs> I said, did you, label it? did you label it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Sunday, Friday? <laughs> You know, we, 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 that that wasn't an issue. You know, we, I've got to say, it, uh, the players were thoroughly professional uh, under Moisey. They were like that, and they were the same with us. Yeah. There was no, there was no uh, hassle. There were no big time guys. That dressing room was very very good. Yeah. And uh, I, I, that's what I'm saying. One of the reasons I enjoyed it because the staff and and, and as I say, we had uh, terrific uh, backroom staff as well. The groundsman, the, the the physio, the you know everybody about the football club was uh, was good. I mean, and I still get the Christmas cards from the lot. Good friendships, then. Yeah. So looking back, what would you say is your proudest moment from your time at the club? Well, <laughs> I think if it's going to be a game, maybe it would be the 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 fact that we beat that local derby with Burnley, the one that everyone talks yeah, about. Yeah. That's probably the proudest game, although we had some very good results, I've got to say, when I was at the club. And, uh, you know, I was proud of some of them. Uh, I think the fact that, uh, well, we've maintained a reasonable standard. We were always in the heart of the championship. Yeah. Unfortunately, we didn't get right up to the top there. Yeah, it didn't kick on. No, we didn't kick on. We didn't. We weren't in, in trouble for relegation or anything like that. We were always in the middle of the championship, you know. Mm-hmm. Now that was acceptable many for many, uh, acceptable for many people. It wasn't really truly acceptable for me and for Billy. And Billy proved that when he when he came and he, he, he the next season he got them. Uh, up yeah, yeah. So but I think I think I was proud of the fact that uh, you know the club was respected. Yeah. Both team because lately, you know, we would go to, you know, difficult away fixtures at West Ham, who were in our league at the time, and we would, we would go down to Cardiff, and we would go down to uh, Leicester, and places like that, and Stoke City, and, and there was always, they knew they were in a game against uh, against Preston, yeah. and and there was an incentive to beat us, Billy thought that they want to beat us because we're Scottish. <laughs> Billy had that feeling. I didn't think that too much, but Billy said, ah, they do. And the referees, 
He said, the referees are against us because we're Scottish. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, every referee down here is English. We're not going to get any decisions, Billy used to say. Now, I wouldn't say that was true, but uh, we didn't get any favours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I've got to say that uh, my, my, the experience down there was fantastic. Uh, uh, I keep saying that. And, you know, the one thing I remember being ordered off at uh, Brighton, we played at Brighton, and it was the old with Dean Stadium, I think it was called. And, you know, when you were sent off, uh, your dugout was on the opposite side of the pitch. You had to walk right round the back of the goal. And, <laughs> well, of course, uh, it was because Graham Alexander was whacked a couple of times in front of me uh, in the tackle, and the referee ignored it, and I was shouting the odds at the ref. So he sent me off, and uh, I had to walk round. Well, I get such abuse from the, <laughs> from from the, the Brighton fans. fans. Right, and, and then... I get in and there was no seat for me to watch in the director's box. So there was just a, there was a kind of cage behind the director's box. So I stood behind the cage, behind the, the middle of the stand and watched it. And we won the game, actually. So uh, we were winning one nothing, I think, at the time. And while I was there, uh, I was getting abuse from the Brighton fans. and uh, We scored a second goal. And uh, not the, the, no, when I went up there, the, the guy said to me, you can't get a seat as the... the the director's box is packed. Well, when we scored the second goal, <laughs> it emptied half of the yeah. left. <laughs> I said to him, there's plenty of seats now, pal. You know? So I got my seat. But somebody took a photograph of me behind the, the, Wesh, Meyer, the Wesh Wire there watching, yeah. the watching the game. And the next away game, in the front of the team boss, the lads had, the team boys had blown up the photograph. And uh, they, there was I behind these wires. <laughs> and they, they took it to the front, front windscreen of the bus and the big sign below it, this man is innocent. <laughs> you know, you this, this man is innocent. There I was. Uh, but, you know, there were a lot of, uh, you know, amusing times too. We, we played West Ham in London and we were in the hotel and there was a wedding in the hotel. There was a Scottish yeah. couple. And the father of the bride was Scottish and he was a Tartan Army fan and oh how are you doing will you come to the wedding I said no we've got a team <laughs> this was the Friday wedding so Billy and I were invited along uh, and went into the into the wedding reception room and uh, we, we were dressed in our tracksuits you know we were down yeah. there on the team and he says just come along and say hello to to the bride I said right, okay so we went along and I walked in and he gave me a glass of wine Champagne, rather, and uh, a wedding cake. And I'm trying. I'm walking in, and the mother of the bride came up and took me up for the first dance. <laughs> well, Billy went away and got all the players down. Well, and there am I. I'm walking about. I'm not dancing. I'm just walking with my my champagne and my wedding cake, and she's holding onto my shoulders, and I'm going out. And because I look over my, and there's Billy with the whole team, and they're all giving it. <laughs> so I mean. So every every away game was a Friday night, you know. Yeah. You know that. Billy would go into the hotel and say, "Is there a wedding here?" Because <laughs> his partner's the mother of the bride. <laughs> so, but you know, I, I remember wee incidents like that, which uh, were full of uh, good humour. Yeah. Uh, and w we always liked to have a, a healthy, uh, happy uh, group of players. You know. Yeah. You, you don't, I always believe you don't need to, they know you're the, the manager, you don't need to tell them you're the manager, you know. And uh, the day you have to say, look, shut up, I'm the manager, you've lost it. Yeah. It always, I found, you know, when you're in that dressing room, they just sat in their seat and they listened. And there was no, 
no complaints, no hassle, yeah. and even about selection or substitution, things like that. The the response at Preston North End, well, I'm lucky that was a response I've had in every club, yeah, and every team. So, but Preston was no different. So, a final one then. Have you got a favourite memory or a favourite story from your time at the club that that sticks sticks with you? I'll give you a, a humorous one. I rented a flat from Derek Shaw, Billy and I, right? And uh, uh, it was a nice flat down at the docks. And yeah. uh, we were, before we bought one eventually, but uh, I bought one anyway, and, and uh, Billy stayed with me. But uh, we were in a rented one, and I think our rent, uh, again, this is where I'm not sure, I think it was 900, we, we paid 900 a month, right? Yeah for a two-bedroom down at the docks. And it was a nice, beautiful flat, actually, looking over, oh, look in the water. And there we were, and we were sitting in the wee balcony. We had a very small balcony one night, uh, having a, a cup of tea. And the next balcony, this older lady was there, and she said, hello, boys, how are you getting on? We're getting on fine. Very nice flat seats. I said, yeah. She said, but they're a bit expensive, I think. I just feel the, the rent's a wee bit expensive. She says, 700 a month's quite expensive. <laughs> <laughs> it was the exact same plan. <laughs> we were paying 900 to Derek, you know. So Billy says, what much are you paying? She says, wait, I, I pay 700 And, and she says, it's exactly the same spec as your flat. So he was doing us a favour. Uh, <laughs> a favour. But I don't know if you should use that story. But if you do, I have nothing, no hard feelings because they got on well enough with, well with Derek Shaw. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think he'll be listening to this somehow. No. No, well, another uh, another one, another one you'll like about him. He said to me, "What are you doing to get your Christmas presents?" I said, "Billy, you." Get your, I said, "Well, we haven't got a Christmas present for you." He says, "Well, there's a new place down the M6." He says, "And I can get you in there." I said, "What's that?" He says, "It's called Costco." You know, it was new then. Yeah. <laughs> Costco. He says, "So Friday afternoon, when you finish your training, get Billy and we'll go down to Costco." So away we go. We drive an hour down the road and drives in, and of course. He goes in, he's got the card for Costco, and they won't let Billy and me, they won't let me in. Uh, you're not members, and Derek says to them, well, how can they become members? Well, they'll need to join. He says, right, how much is it? And he says, I think it's 30 quid or something, but you'll need to get a photograph taken. So there's a wee booth there. So Billy and I got a photo, and uh, we eventually waited to, till they printed a wee card for us. Yeah. Uh, an entry card, and I got this entry card. And it said on it, Craig Brown, Ribble Valley Shelving Company, forklift driver. <laughs> Billy, <laughs> the same. Billy Davis, Ribble Valley Shelving Company, forklift driver. Didn't they want, he didn't want to admit that we were a football team. <laughs> we were, and maybe, maybe he thought we should have been better as forklift drivers. But, uh, but that, I will remember that humorous story. But there are, there are so many... Uh, uh, but uh, you've caught me out just trying to think of something. That's plenty. That's absolutely fine. I mean, unless you've got anything else that you want to say, I think we'll, we can we can call it. No, I'm trying to I'm trying to remember the names. I, I think I like to acknowledge the people that work in the club. You know, there, there was so much goodwill. Yeah. And I think that's the the keynote thing of the about the football club, the goodwill towards the club in the town or in the city. Yeah. One club, one city, Preston, and you know, and they tell me it's the average city of England. It's got the average of everything, you know. Sounds about right. 
the average number of churches, you know, the average the average uh, number of uh, uh, prisoners, <laughs> the yeah. average of everything is average in Preston. You know, the average uh, of, of very uh, spread of religions, uh, ethnic community, everything in Preston is the average of England. They told me uh, when I was there, and I think you know I found the city to be very welcoming, and it was a very wholesome average environment. You know, and even sometimes if I'm down, uh, I get off the train at Preston, they, they, they come to me, you know, and say, hello, how are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Now, that's all these 20 years on. And uh, and I wasn't there very long and I wasn't hugely successful. And yet the regard the the, the regard that everyone has is very, very favourable. Yeah. Mind my, my back, they might be saying plenty, <laughs> but it's not, it's not apparent to me, to my face. No, that, that's... That's something that I found. Um, I've put on social media that you were coming on the podcast as a guest, and a lot, I think, overwhelming amount of people have said, "What a really lovely guy! What a gentleman! What a, a nice guy!" Got loads of time for the fans. Uh, I'd rather have been a, a rascal and not a nice guy. Have I was in the Premier League? <laughs> you know, you yeah. can say that because. You know, my job was to get to success for Preston. Now, I, I got, I think, uh, uh, respect. The team was respected and I made them money, you know. Yeah. And I think every club I've been with, I've made them money in the transfer market. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just even the most recent club, Aberdeen, you know, they sold Johnny Hayes. I got him for nothing and they sold him to over a million again to Celtic. So, yeah. you know, I'm, I've, I've been... In the transfer market, I've made every club money, and I know that uh, I was certainly made the uh, Aberdeen, but also Preston money. Uh, but I'd rather have made them a Premier League team, uh, without doubt. That would have been yeah. my biggest mission and my biggest regret that we haven't done that. Uh, uh, and you know the the whole atmosphere in the city is great towards the team, and I, I would like to leave you with a thanks to everyone connected with Preston or supporting Preston because I couldn't have been more favourably uh, welcomed. And yeah. the, goodwill, the goodwill is absolutely exceptional. Uh, Brilliant. Thank you, for, thank you for the goodwill and for, for yours as well, Jake. Thank no, you. thank you very much for coming on it. Appreciate it. Really appreciate it. Hello, uh, I'm Preston-based artist Peggy from Peggy Music underscore. This is my song Fall Away featuring floral scene singer Joe King. I'm Preston through and through and um, I'd like to think that this song is Preston through and through as well, so I hope you enjoy. Thank you. This girl my DMs But I'm already scared of the end And I'm scared of her friends Nah, she'll be there till the end 
Reading life stories on my idols Makes you think right now I'm being idle Lost in the ways, no title Need to be mine to the game Get bridal Halfway to a college dropout If I quit now, I'm a cop out Talk about late registration With constant frustration So far from graduation Writing this in my pressman hat Around here we say chat Around here we're trapped Still got that northern soul Some things are out of control Wanna make this city mine By the time I'm 30 years old King of the north, king of it all These little gigs don't cut anymore ADHD in my bones, I'm getting bored Can't let these chances slip through Friends said the only person playing this game is you I think modern life is a little misconstrued So what can we do? Sick of waiting on pay, waiting on change Cause I'm slipping away every single day Just slipping away I just wanna fall away Something new, don't know what to do. Force racing around my mind like Zoom. Need to leave the room, the doom, the gloom. Three days sober on the sofa, feeling older, feeling colder. Need to leave her, freer, can't please her, not here. The city of tears and jeers, weak and offenders in your ear, fueled on cheap beer and weak gear. Oh my, oh my, well, I should take it easy. Could leave tonight, you might not see me. So I'll hold you tight and squeeze you Hold moments in time and freeze you Oh my, oh my, well I should take it easy Could leave tonight, you might not see me So I'll hold you tight and squeeze you Be off the ground, I'm leaving you I just wanna fall away from the word That I I'm 